Stalker! Stalker! Griffin! Griffin gets it. <laughs> Hi. Hello and welcome to the Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast stream and podcast. <laughs> it's a stream and a podcast. We are the Too Much Time on Our Hands team. Uh, is we've got Russ, Dan and Duncan. We'll do the proper introductions in a minute. But today is Dan's favourite format. We're going to be taking a look at some of the news. News! <laughs> news! Now a bit later, news! sorry. News! News, news and opinions. Uh, from around the world and various news sites uh, that we probably won't credit because once it's out there, it's everyone's news. Okay, it's not just it's not just they. Know, I mean, they never they credit are. us for reading out. So fuck them. Mm. Mm. No, and all the That's countless how works, isn't it? And all the countless jokes that they have that I'm pretty sure we do first, yeah. and then they put on their sites. Yeah, anyway, with, with the uh, day XX, day SX of podcasts. Absolutely. No one does it better, but we did it first. Exactly. Yeah, something like that. Um, anyway, Russ, hello. What's up? Uh, Dan, hello. Tom Bombadil. <laughs> Duncan, hello. Aldi. And I am Tom. And with that, because it's Dan's favourite format, it's news now, small, small, I'm going to hand it over to Dan. Okay, guys. Breaking you are news. a man, Dan. We're, we're kicking things off with news that was literally broken... Um, we need a little breaking news, like breaking news. News. Just just twenty two hours ago, it's Vin Diesel's apparently cunt. Okay, restretching the definition of the word news there. something that's broadly accepted. Off to a flying start. Off to a flying start already. We never had any evidence that he was difficult to work with, but apparently the reason Justin Lin left Fast and Furious 10 um, because he was drained from working with Vin Diesel. I think it, been... must be, it, it must be a tough gig. This is on screen rant. Fast and Furious 10 problems destroyed the franchise's perfect hype machine with the departure of director Justin Lin as well as various other behind-the-scenes controversies. The hype for the sequel Fast X has been drained. Uh, so this, I, I, I mean, there's got to be a better one than this, but I, the best I could find was New Jersey local news. Uh, Justin Lin, the director of Fast and Furious 10, resigned because Vin Diesel was so tough to work with. Um, there's no doubt that Fast and Furious is one of the world's most popular and lucrative film franchises following the retirement of long director Justin Lin. The successful franchise is causing a stir. Lin said he'll be stepping down from the film's 10th and second to last installment, but will remain as its producer. Uh, he's giving up 10 to 20 million because D uh, Vin Diesel, apparently, according to <laughs> this, uh, shows shows up late to the set. He doesn't know his lines and he shows up out of out of shape. But he's worked out a very, um, very delicate system, obviously, for how many punches everyone should throw. But just, you know, won't do all the other stuff that actors probably should do. <laughs> Jeez, I mean, he must be really difficult to work with if you're willing to give up basically twenty million dollars. I mean, how much of a twat does someone have to be that you? Oh, Michael Gove. <laughs> would you? Uh, would you? Michael Gove. <laughs> did you see that interview this morning? My God, what the hell was that about? <laughs> that was Just... weird. 
Just... I mean, he can be a sort of an, an odd character sometimes, but hmm. yeah. Tim Tim Fallon uh, tweeted going, um, whatever Michael Gove <laughs> took, took this morning, the Lib Dems would probably want to legalise it. <laughs> <laughs> that was really fucking weird. Um, but yeah, so uh, Vin Diesel apparently is incredibly difficult to work with. Is is what we're finding out. So I mean, I'm not registering a huge amount of surprise in the room. But the thing is, we've never heard anything about it. But there is, yeah, that's true. He's, like yeah. we've we've all just sort of assumed. Yeah, hundred percent. This like everything we've all said it. Like for the last five Fast and Furious films, we've all said I bet Vin Diesel is really tough to work with. Although mind you, all the stuff about like how. You know, none of the other performers are allowed to be seen to be taller than him, and they have mm. to land the same amount of punches and, yeah. like, getting it written into their contracts that they never lose a fight of any sort, mm. even if it's what the story requires. Like, that's that's not that's not the behaviour of someone who's terribly easygoing in the workplace, is it? No, and he seems to be spending more time doing that than I don't know being an actor. Which, you know, if he wants these franchises to be based around him, you'd have thought that would be something of a priority for him. That's always been a bit of a stretch definition mm. anyway. Well, f- he's an actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favourite things is um, is that video of Vin Diesel about two days before Justin Lin packed it all in, where he's talking about, we're hyped, we're on the set of Fast and Furious 10. You see Justin Lin in the background is going, yep, yeah, here again. <laughs> I, could, I could be doing something more worthwhile, but uh, yeah, the feeling that video happened and then just went, I'm not, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Well, they, they are an incredibly successful franchise, but mm. there are not many film series that can reach 10 and still have any real sense of quality to them. Mm. You know, there, there are not what other franchises have got 10 things in them. Marvel. Marvel, which is lots and lots of different stories it's not the same bunch of characters every single time those there star wars films which have just a, how many star wars films are there now um, well there's nine, there's nine 11 there's right? 11 of them aren't yeah. there yeah nine but again like slightly different groups of characters yeah and some of them are shit as well so yeah uh and bond obviously but that's yeah. like bond is really a series of series i i'll tell you what i think though I think the Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible sound uh, fact that 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 Mission Impossible franchise has the chance to actually do it. I would say, yeah, they they have just got better and better and better. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So so I I think that they could probably outlive the Fast and Furious franchise. Um, I, I think it would be amazing if Justin Lin then went off to do Hobbs and Shaw. Two, yeah. Just like if just yeah. slowly the whole team osmoses <laughs> the point where it's actually just everyone that was involved apart from Vin Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. God, it's depressing, isn't it? Nearly as depressing as decide the fact they've decided to make an Exorcist reboot. I didn't know anything about this. Oh come on! Uh, what? Not another one. Most of our uh, news will be on comicbook.com now, including this one. Uh, back in 2018, filmmaker David Gordon Green delivered audience a new entry in the Halloween franchise, which served as a continuation of the original 1978 uh, movie that also revived interest in the entire concept, which led him to be moving forward on new takes on both Hellraiser and The Exorcist. In the case of the latter, Green enlisted Halloween Kills co-writer Scott Teams to help develop the story for a new Exorcist, 
with teams recently detailing how he and the rest of the team behind the project aim to capture the terror of the original movie. Team's latest film, Firestarter, which is another remake, hits Peacock and theatres on May 13th. Um, like, I, I'm all for horror remakes, but leave The Exorcist alone. Like, The Exorcist is pretty much a perfect film. So just fucking leave it alone. We don't, we don't need that remake. There is no... The Exorcist is fine as it is. You do not need to remake that because you will not remake a better version of than what they've already done because it's fucking perfect. Mm. It's like, why would you ever remake The Shining? Mm. You know, it's it's perfect. Why would you ever remake the original Alien? Well, the only, like, the, only the only reason you'd remake The Shining is if you did one that was close to the book. But yeah, yeah. Well, maybe. Um, but uh, but that's the point, though, isn't it? Mm. As a as a cinematic masterpiece, as mm. it is. It's it's brilliant. It's yeah. perfectly paced, brilliant, bloody blah. It doesn't really matter that it's based on a book. <clears throat> yeah. I don't understand it. And and it's it feels lazy. I always don't understand what they mean between a difference between a remake and a reboot. A reboot to me always makes me think that they're planning to remake the first one so that they can then make all the other ones, so that they can reboot mm. the franchise, you know. Wasn't Exorcist 2 a bit shit, though? Yeah, 3 was good. 2 was shit. Yeah, and The Omen as well. Like The mm. Omen, the, the original Omen was great. And mm. then all the other sequels just took it in ridiculous directions, even to the point where Sam Neill played Damien as the President of the United States. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, mad. Absolutely mad. Mad. I'm not mad. <laughs> it's mad. It just doesn't need to happen. Like, I'm all for continuations on things like... Uh, Halloween, like because just because there's so many fuck of those fucking films as it is anyway, so I'm all for them continuing the franchise, and 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 it wasn't so much a reboot, more that they just decided to just go in straight, essentially as a second film, so you could watch the first film. All you needed to watch was the first film, and then that film. You didn't need to watch the others in between it. Which I thought was cool. It's fine. A way to, to rejuvenate a franchise that probably needed a bit of help. But like the it's it's just the Exorcist isn't that film. You just leave that the, the fuck alone. Dan says the Exorcist is a film of its time. It was a cultural touchstone of a particular era of film, similar to the Blair Witch Project. And which is another film they tried to remake. And uh, it just completely flopped. Yeah. Reboot yeah, I saw I saw yeah. one of those remakes recently. <laughs> and I have to say it didn't really get it didn't really it didn't really hit the hit its stride at all at any point. It didn't no. feel like it was capturing it mainly because most people don't wander around with video cameras anymore. They just yeah. film everything on their phone and it completely missed the point that it was, uh, it was the first film that had mm. ever really done found footage that actually, you know, went mainstream. The only film that is kind of similar in a way of being a, a slightly alternative take of the exorcist is stigmata. Yeah, but even that still does its own thing. It it's, does its own thing. Yeah. But I was just thinking of like if you were looking at something of a different take, and I, I loved Stigmata. I thought that was a fantastic. Is that the film. one with Gabriel Byrne in it? Hmm. Yeah, it I was. Don't think I've seen that. I can't feel my legs, Kaiser. Hmm. That's Gabriel Byrne, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That was a good impression of Gabriel Byrne. Yeah, I, thought, I thought Gabriel Byrne was on the podcast again. Uh, I, 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 mean, don't, I don't want to say it if, too loud because otherwise we might. If I get can, a, if I yeah. can find, 
find a picture of him, then he could be on the podcast. <laughs> Tom's uh, magic realism machine of of making people come to life. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, there was some petulant noises made last episode about whether it was uh, it was more for my enjoyment than anything anyone else's. How did you hear that, McGregor, onto the show? Um, but I would, I would, I would defy those comments and say that I think everyone enjoys those moments oh, where you and joins us. I was you wondering know, right? whether it was you and or uh, Michael Parkinson, but <laughs> I've been uh, uh, Ewan has been compared to uh, Bob Mortimer <laughs> at points mm. as well. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, I personally think that was such a good impression. Really, someone should give you an audiobook deal. Uh, well, yes. I mean, last week's guest didn't seem particularly keen on <laughs> I will just helping me into the audiobook uh, scene. But, you know, that's fine. That's fine. Don't I, d- I don't want to say you're just a talentless <laughs> hack, but we're certainly we're in that area. <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck you. And. Uh, and your stupid plugs. I'm um, just like, you know, if you, <laughs> if you did a little blast from the past, definitely listen to it. There you go. Uh, cheers. Uh, cheers. Nicholas says, as far as uh, footage films go, Paranormal Activity was great, but of course, every subsequent film diluted what made it good. I agree. Yeah. First one had a couple of genuine moments of, I do not want to watch this right now. And then every no, other so one did the second like... one. The second one had some really good moments with like the, the thing under mm. the sheet and um, the. Xbox. I've got a thing on the, the X- sheet for you, the X- Tom. <laughs> the Xbox was the third one, I believe, wasn't it? With the Connect. Oh, was the second one the prequel? Uh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, you're right. It was the second one. Yeah, the second third one was the... the prequel, yeah. Yeah, second one's the one where, spoiler alert, the uh, where the, the woman from the first film comes <laughs> over and eventually steals the baby, right? Yeah? Yeah. I think so. I think so. Yeah, anyway. She is right, though. They do get continually worse until it's a point where they're like, hey, we've got a novel idea. Let's not do um, uh, a, a, a video camera uh, point of view anymore. Let's just make a film. Like, that's an original idea. Um, uh, and it wasn't very good because it turns out that the reason they make these these like found footage films is because they don't really know how to make a good horror film a lot of the time. <laughs> have, you guys, so, yeah. have you guys seen Insidious? Have you seen any of yes. those films? Oh, once again diminishing returns like it, it, it's like after the first one yeah all starts to trail off but that first yeah. film man wow is it yeah. hereditary part of that no hereditary no. is its own thing hereditary is, it, is uh, fucking scary though and it is brilliant like hereditary and god what's it? ariasta he did hereditary and um midsommar oh midsommar yeah They're very both cool fucking excellent yeah uh, Rec One and Rec Two, very Fuck. cool. Yeah, great well. found footage films again. Yeah, superb. Found and then Rec Three is shite. Rec so, Three, terrible. Yeah, <laughs> so, there's, there's probably only so many of those that you can do hmm. before the, the the gimmick. You know, it, it becomes just a gimmick and not actually part of the story. So Rec One is, is straight up <clears throat> zombies are in an apartment building film, which is really really good. Rec Two then takes it a bit takes the actual story a bit further, um, and you're right because when they get to that point it's like well what else can they do after i don't want to give it away because it's just it is genuinely fucking great people should watch it it's like hey hey don't go don't worry guys i've got a i've got a video camera mm. yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll come in behind you uh, okay yeah fine i think we can all yeah with the, the, I, I, the, think the um, i know where this is about to go <laughs> 
Point being, leave the fucking exorcist alone in the same way you should leave the Wicker Man alone as well while we're at it. So, Absolutely. Uh, grow your own Dungeons & Dragons campaign cities and towns with this toolkits. This is on comicbook.com again. Cobalt Press has launched a new Kickstarter for a brand new campaign builder book designed to help players build and enhance towns and cities within their campaigns. Uh, launch Kickstarter campaign builder cities and towns. New rule designed to help GMs grow their homebrew world with bigger cities with more for their players to do. New book comes with temples, guilds that can be inserted into any town, along with helpful NPCs, even tables filled with rumor and potential plots that can be inserted into any campaign. Uh, it also comes with uh, City and Towns map folio, which contains 10, 24 by 36 wet, dry arrays maps. A Roll20 VTT version of the map folio will also be provided to players. Hmm. Sounds quite cool. Sounds like quite a good idea. Yeah. Like one of the, the hardest things is, is genuinely like trying to fill a town or city in D&D, so, so yeah. That's okay, cool. Jamie says, are there any actual, are there actually, when you think about it, any good horror movies? The Exorcist is a genuinely yeah. really good horror movie. Alien. I mean, Alien, yeah, the, the there Shining. are good horror movies. If there yeah. were literally none, then people wouldn't be trying to make them. The Wicker Man uh, as well. The Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Paranormal Activity 1. <laughs> 28 days later. 28 was days actually. later was really Friday the well. 13th. Yeah. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. There's quite a big list of film titles yeah. we've already mentioned. Bambi. Times. Bambi. <laughs> yeah. The start of any Pixar film. Yeah. The first and, five minutes yeah. of a Pixar film. Um, Except for Toy Story, I guess. Or was that Disney? <laughs> Rise of Skywalker. Because that was a horror of a film. Yeah. Um, very good. I've got some good news, by the way, Dan, as well. But you, you crack on. I'll, I'll no, yeah, go on, go on, go on. Um, I, just because I am a Duke Nukem fan, there was some interesting news on PC Gamer earlier mm. today. Oh, I credited them. I didn't just call it mine. Uh, there was some news on some site that doesn't that isn't a proper news outlet, but I will uh, be talking about it instead. Um, back in 2001, there was a uh, leaked version of Duke Nukem Forever that was shown as part of trailers um, back in the sort of days when it was thought it was going to be actually a sequel that came out within two or three years of the original. Um, and it looked really good. It looked really fun, very interactive and, and stuff like that. Um, uh, but you can now download that. You can download that 2001 version of Duke Nukem Forever. It's incredibly buzzy, a bit janky, but they've released the entire source code as well, which means that hopefully some crafty modders are going to get their hands on it and um, hopefully build out a version of Duke Nukem Forever from 2001 that will knock the pants off of um, what we actually got as Duke Nukem Forever 13 years, 13, 14, I can't remember. It was are you time. not slightly concerned that someone releasing Duke Nukem source code is a right-wing dream? Uh, I mean, yes, but I think the point is that Duke Nukem is a, is a pastiche and very tongue-in-cheek, complete oh. piss take and Mickey take, and actually, you know, he is he is who he is, and he's not he's not a, like meant to be a hero at all. He's not yeah, played as to a hero. you and to me, in the same way that people think Space Marines are the heroes of Warhammer Forty K and Judge Dredd is the hero of um, of uh, 2000, yeah, yeah, it's it. People would just do it anyway. It doesn't really matter, but it, it is a cool idea. I like that they've done it. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's good. It's, it's also, uh, you know, for people who are interested in video games, they will be able to look at this and wonder what went wrong and be able to actually now pick apart the source code and take a look at exactly what they were dealing with um, and why why on earth. Just, just why. Yeah, why on earth? I mean, you know, the, 
you know, I think the point's been laboured a lot about what happened through the development hell that Junior can forever got itself stuck into. But, you know, this is the version that was built on the Unreal Engine mm. before they ended up scrapping it entirely and started rebuilding it on another engine. Um, you know, it was about as far along in development as, you know, a few more months work, on, well, not a few more months, but maybe like a couple of years more work on it. And it would have been a completed finished game with mm. actually some quality to it. Mm. rather than the tripe that got wheeled out by gearbox tripe so sorry randy <laughs> uh some some thoughts in the, in the comments uh nicola says there are good horror movies but most of them are the old ones that use suspense rather than excess gore uh, dan says the thing the ring jack says critters dan says alien uh jack says duke newcomb has fans james says you are right i was thinking movies like drag me to help which i quite like i'll be honest uh it's meant to be very good yeah Think, thanks for reminding me of actual good horror movies. Yeah, there are some good ones. The thing, actually, I forgot about the thing. It's fucking great. Dan says making a game open source is a left wing move as well. I totally agree. I'm just thinking Duke Nukem is the kind of character that that could become uh, while we see him. As... I, I don't think he's got enough cultural cachet anymore to become like a mm. you know a, a totem that gets adopted by a particular wing of the political spectrum. No, because if someone like him got picked up, then you only have to start looking at some of the action heroes from the 80s and 90s mm. to start finding other heroes, and no one's appropriated them yet. So I would, mm. I would, yeah, I would be surprised, <laughs> but that's not to say it won't happen. Is my final word on that. <laughs> and Duke Nukem's famous line, kicking ass and chewing bubblegum, was from John Carpenter's classic They Live. It was, Dan, yeah. It was. Uh, wait, you're telling me that the guy that shouts about killing all Xenos are actually the bad guys? Yeah, it's true. You shouldn't kill all aliens until, you know, you find out a bit more about them. I don't know where I'm going. Well, to yeah, I know. I was going to say, <laughs> but but in the context of the film, the aliens are, you know, hmm. homicidal killers yeah. only interested in survival, and they will they will kill anything that stands in their way or use them as incubators for more. So I think, I think there's kind of tiers of extraterrestrial life <laughs> like these are the ones that we probably don't want around they've got an obligate yeah. parasitic stage there you go but in, in 40k it's a lot of rocking up to a planet of you know fluffy teddy bear creatures yeah and going you mean you don't worship the emperor yeah exterminate them all yeah that's basically it yeah i totally I mean they they're, they're quite right wing that yeah <laughs> really yeah <laughs> Um, so he got called out for this by Jermaine Clement. Thought this was amazing. Uh, Takawatiti says Thor: Love and Thunder is about love with superheroes in outer space. He also says it's a very good film. He came out. I think he came out with a quote saying like it's a very good film. But I've lost the quote now. But it was something along those lines, and it was quite funny. I'm very excited for that movie. I am as well. I am as well. I'm very excited. Um, Gotham Knight PS4. Xbox I'm excited. Cool. Good, good to know. Uh, Gotham Knights PS4 and Xbox One releases um, uh, have been cancelled. What? Mm -hmm. So it's only going to be released on the consoles that nobody can, can buy? You can buy an Xbox. Can you, actually? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Series A, A lot of people X. just sort of given up looking because they've assumed mm. they're unavailable. Yeah, you can definitely get them. Mm. So it'll be on PS5. Xbox Series X and PC. I'd imagine this is the, like a tester to say, right, can we now just start making games for the more powerful consoles? 
It would be nice to start making use of the hardware. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, they can't yeah. really make... I mean, they can make them for the PS5, but no one's got a PS5, so... <laughs> they are oh, like... Yeah, look at that. You, can, you, can, you can just go and straight up buy an Xbox. Yes. <laughs> That's good to know. Well, from a shop. <laughs> yeah. This, this, uh, Dan, I totally agree. 40k games tend to have Space Marines as the main characters, which is a bit annoying. Same as the fascist characters like Judge Red being made out to be heroes. Now, uh, the the thing to remember about things like Games Workshop and and 2000 AD is they are run by huge lefties. Generally, uh, they never. Ex- I don't think they ever anticipated Space Marines or Judge Dredd being heroes to the point you, where you were never meant to take it yeah. seriously. Like something like Judge Dredd America, for example, shows how much of a dickhead he actually is, really. Um, yeah, and you were never meant to take it seriously. It's, you know, like Duke Nukem. I, think, I, mean, like I think they have, like, yeah. a lot of the law in 40K yeah. does take itself very seriously. It does, and I, I, it does annoy me that it's it's basically says, right, so you've got these guys go around invading planets, taking over planets, and then putting all the citizens to war. They're the good guys, okay? So let's remember that. And then the bad guys are the ones that didn't want to do that and found themselves yeah. uh, in basically a hellish landscape. So yeah. I think that's a big part of why they brought what's his face back, mm-hmm. Gilliman. Yeah. So that he can he can walk around going, no, lads, this isn't what we were meant to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's all the thing to remember about forty k is there aren't really any good guys in throughout. And the also, game. I think no. I think the. Um... You know the 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 video game Space Marine, uh, mm. the one with Mark Strong playing mm. uh, Captain. I can't remember his name. Um, Titus is it? Captain Titus. Uh, yeah, so, Captain yeah. something Titus. Mm. Um, he is. You know, he's painted as a more idealistic, yet still very right wing. You know, he's a, he, mm. not right wing, but he's he's a very he's a very very much a Space Marine Space Marine, but one who is prepared to sort of bend orders. Mm. Should mm. they should they be the difference between the survival of more people than the deaths of more people, um, and then gets wheeled off by the Inquisitoris Inquisitress? Mm. I think, what are they called? Okay, Inquis- yeah. Inquisitor. Yeah. yeah, there's a sequel to that coming out. There is, which is great because it's because it was a really good fun game. But the point is, I think in when you translate it to video games, I think you've got you've got two choices with Warhammer. You either go full strategy, mm. or you find some way to build it so it's squad based and the most the most likely kind of heroes are the sort of the heroes of the, you know, the, the um, space Marines are the heroes. If you like, they're the sort of the, 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 the sort of like godlike, aren't they worshipped mm, yeah. by other ba- soldiers on the battlefield. And, and they, they, like they've gone out type of character to play. They've gone out of their way. Like in, I, I've watched so many videos, fallen down so many YouTube rabbit holes with this, where you've watching like the Imperial guard and the space Marine turns up and they go <gasps> angels and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, yeah. But they're still fascist dicks that have kind of tried to take over the entire galaxy. It, like, it works force. really well from a game mechanics point of view, though, because mm, yeah. normally, you know, especially in those like FPS or mm. you know third-person shooter type things, you've got one one dude mm. who's mowing through armies and armies mm. and armies of of opponents, which is never even remotely realistic. Except when you've got a space marine, it sort of is. Yeah, because they are kind of literally a one-man army. But that's why this uh, Dark Tide uh, looks like so much fun because you're basically different members of the Imperium, but you're never like a space marine or something. It's just you yeah. are against. Is it Gene Steelers or Chaos Cultists or something like that? It's Chaos Cultists, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. And then that's also the original. Why, yeah, 
Sorry, it was the original Space Hulk games, wasn't it? That yeah, were, um, yeah. That oh, was full on Gene Steelers, yeah. Yeah, the original was, Space uh, Hulk game was had, terrifying. Um, yeah, yeah. I had a game on the well. PS2 where you were a towel. That was really yeah. good. Jack's just but mentioned you, this. Yeah, um, Fire War. Yeah, Fire that was War, awesome. Yeah. But you did you you had uh, I think it was Peter Serafinowicz mm. was a Space Marine who was like taught. I, I don't know why he couldn't just go and do it himself. I can't mm. remember the plot, but like <laughs> he was uh, on the radio to you, and by the end he was like, hmm, "I might not exterminate your entire planet." The, you're all right. They they don't ever hide behind the fact that the emperor is meant to represent God, do they? No. In space, in in. Uh, I mean, he's worshipped so. as a god. He's yeah, exactly. a god emperor, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's the god emperor. Yeah, and, and the fact they call uh, the fucking um, the space marines angels as well. So yeah. He's um he's he's was he? he's combating the warp, isn't he? He's keeping mm. the warp um open so that people can use it to travel. Mm. I thought he was in the uh, tenth. He was in his long, basically Odin. His Odin sleep. Kind of thing, Odin yeah. sleep. Basically, well, he's, no, he's, he's still dead, alive. Isn't he? in, in all sort of practical purposes, he's, yeah, he's dead. He's, no he's one's just left as like a psychic entity. No one's really ever seen his body, right? Because he's the fucking emperor. So it's like, yeah. I think they. I think they have. Well, there's the. Yeah, he's like he's like plugged into his big chair, isn't he? Yeah, there's like a group of as a group of. The uh, specialist people that maintain his body, which mm. is basically a and the custodes would would look after it. That's it. The, bit, like the last twenty years, Games Workshop have been saying, "Oh, it's failing. It's going to turn off. Who knows what's going to happen?" Mm. But like, they just they're never going to do that. Well, no, because they've just decided. I've got an idea. We can reset it all by launching, uh, relaunching Horus Heresy. It's been out for a while, though, isn't it? This is just a relaunch of the the one that's been out for a while. I think. Yeah, they 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 did the official Horus Heresy stuff because people were just playing it, like they had made it up themselves and were making up, you know, thirty k armies. And they're like, people are playing it and they're not giving us any money. I'm going to reuse this, reuse my joke I said in a WhatsApp group. So we hear you like Space Marines in your Space Marine game. So we're going to add more Space Marines to your Space Marines game. That's what does look like a really tempting box, though, doesn't it? It's just a lot of space marines, and I, I'm, I'm actually at a point where I find space marines a bit boring. That's because they don't have enough tanks. They don't have enough tanks, Duncan. Then you correct. should play <laughs> 40k Dawn of War because that yeah, is the, the Imperial Guard don't have pretty much don't have any tanks anymore. I mean, they do, but not not like they. I think there's only there's, there's not. It's not like it used to be, and you you can't get different regiments. It's all. Um, it's only Cadians and um, who are the jungle boys. Cassians. Yeah, they're the only ones you can get these days. You can still get tanks though; they still exist. They, but they don't have as many. There's not like the 150 <laughs> variants. I I think this is bullshit, Russ. Like, because I'm pretty certain. Shit. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know what I was talking about, but I was reading something about this the other day. People like bemoaning the the fall of the Imperial Guard. If I they feel can't... like this might be like minions, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's that's where I'm. I'm gonna point out we got through the whole of Easter without you lot being pricks about mini eggs this year. Well, that's because they were available, like they are still available during yeah. Easter. Okay, go to the shop right now, <laughs> buy a pack of mini eggs right now. I've we got right twenty now. minutes. If I can go to shop and buy mini eggs, you owe me four hundred pounds. Yep. Deal. It's like such an arbitrary figure of money. <laughs> four hundred pounds. For that, you can buy one Games Workshop tank. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um I definitely can still get mini eggs. I'm I'm ninety percent certain. Off Amazon. 
off Amazon. <laughs> Maybe off Amazon. Does it matter? And, they, and like, there'd have to be actual Cadbury's ones. I'm looking at. Yeah, they have got. There, there are loads of tanks. Of tanks. I, don't, I don't know what this person I was reading was, was talking about. They've still got shitloads of tanks. Yeah, which is good. Because I like the tanks. That's why I'm. Cadbury's mini eggs. <laughs> oh, there they are. Yep. Cadbury's mini eggs. A pack um, of six bags. If you're um, watching, 12 quid never say we go off on a tangent. <laughs> oh, I could get a box of 24 bags mm. and it could be here on Saturday. That's because you're. That's coming from some wholesaler or whatever. Oh, that's com- that's because it's oh. coming from someone that sells mini eggs, Tom. Silly you. <laughs> it's coming from a shop that was legally set up <laughs> by someone to sell products. This is all about because all we know he's doing is he is downloading an STL file and he's going to try and print out <laughs> a bag of mini eggs and just hold it up and pretend to be a mini egg. Mm. I see. I'm I eating see. it. It is delicious. I see. I see. I see. Okay. Um, Dan says you can definitely can't find cream eggs. Game on. I bet I can. Yeah. Yeah. Cream cream eggs are uh, seasonal as well, aren't they? Yeah, they literally have adverts about how it's cream I actually, eggs. They are cream eggs are actually seasonal, not like mini eggs, which aren't. I don't know. It seems that I could get a lot of them right now. What, cream eggs or yeah, cream eggs and and I mini eggs. I fucking love a cream egg. And mini eggs. I mean, um, Jack do cream eggs. How many different, how many, how many of those are different tanks, and how many of just variants on the same box as another? There, there's, oh god, am I going to do this? There, there are quite a few different, different. So there's like, base two tanks. different Imperial Guard tank chassis, and they've got different turrets and different mounts that that make them different things. Okay. Tom wants to say something. Tom, there's the Lehman Russ, and what's the other one? The Chimera. That's it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. There's eight imperial, different imperial knights of God. For so, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. For gods. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You're absolutely right, Jack. Anyway, sorry. Well, uh, this it, all yeah. sounds super cool. <laughs> <laughs> Gotham Knights, as we were discussing, not coming out on mm-hmm. PS4 and, and Xbox. I have no <laughs> idea how we got further than that, but th- yeah, that's uh, that's the thing. I've got um, I've got some good news. Oh, good. Yes. I was going to say, so Elden Ring has sold over 13 million copies in its first mm-hmm. month. You played it yet, Which Tom? is wonderful. Yes, I have. I've got it, played it. Um, it's so good that even Vinny likes watching it as well. Um, it is standard Souls, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Souls Souls born game. It is fucking hard as nails um, and very unforgiving, but it is such a well-executed open world. Um, and it's it all feels very organic and yeah it's it's really it's really good fun if you like exploring and being punished for going down the wrong road which is pretty much every time you turn <laughs> a corner in this game you get punished quite severely how dare you walk into a cave you've just established here 15 imps with daggers will now set themselves upon you so and kill you very quickly i've i've got it and yes i get my ass kicked regularly and I haven't played that much of it but for me the the size of it is fucking daunting. Mm. Like I, that's the, the 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 big for me. Big thing for me is, I plonk it on and go right. So I've got a couple of hours. I'm going to play some Elden Ring, and then I'm I'm there for a couple of hours. Going, I won't get anywhere in this couple of hours. I won't do anything. <laughs> I'm going to die six times. Get angry and put it down. So, I've been me, I've yeah. I've got about twenty hours mm. in it so far, and all I've managed to do is defeat Margit the Fell Omen, who is the first 
who's the first major boss. I've, I've defeated a couple of other of mm. the smaller bosses who aren't really main story bosses. And I didn't even realize until after I defeated Margaret the Fellowman, which took me hours to try and defeat this motherfucker. He's, he's such a heavy hitter and so fast and such an aggressive boss. Mm. I didn't realize until afterwards he's completely optional. You don't actually have to kill this guy that I was bashing my head against this brick wall for hours thinking, well, this is the only way into Stormvale Castle, only to find out there is a very, very well signposted other entrance into Stormvale Castle that is it's so much easier to get into. <laughs> I, 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 you know, honestly, and that, but that is the, that is the Soulsborne formula. There are these times where you find yourself locked into these interminable battles that you eventually win only to find that you could have completely sidestepped it. You always feel like you're cheesing the game in some way as well. It's it's very clever. It makes you feel like you finally cracked it after a long time. Um, but yeah, it's no less rewarding. Have you seen the some of the cosplay that's come out? I have, yeah. Of Ra- Rani the Witch. That was uh, someone called Jessica does a very good Rani the Witch. Yes, and she's she's one of the most compelling characters in it. And her side story, actually, uh, although I've only scraped the surface of it, because it's actually something that you progress as the game progresses, as as I'm led to believe. Um, she's very compelling as a character. She's very interesting. She appears at choice moments. Mm. There's just wonderful mechanics in it as well. It's great. It's just so it's so nice. There's this um, really cool flask where you can mix. Um, so you, you usually carry around. Uh, Dan, you know this. You know mm. there's the um, there's the um, the little flask. Some heal you and some replace all your magicka yeah. if you like your mana if if you like. Um, but there's one that you can actually pour in different um, kind of things, and it has different attributes. Like I've got one where you, you I've mixed in um, massive stamina boost and massive poise boost. Mm. So when I'm going into a battle, I will always be able. To, I will. I'll be able to use the shield more effectively, but also have um, massively regenerating stamina so that I can continue rolling, dodging and attacking without running out of stamina. And you can change the attributes of this one flask um, throughout the game with different different chemicals and, and, and always have this very useful thing that you can sort of suddenly deploy. It's awesome. Like, And you get a bloody goat horse to run around on. It's great. <laughs> like, it's so good. Goat horse. Do you actually call it goat horse? Yeah, I, th- I can't remember what his name is, though. The horse's name. I can't remember what his Fuck, name is. What's it called? It's got a name, uh, isn't it? Yeah, it does. Let's just say Shadow Facts. <laughs> there you go. Canon. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. In other news, speaking of canon, Mass Effect 4 leak reveals major details. Uh, Bioware hmm. seemingly leaked some major Mass Effect 4 plot detail and confirmed that in the canon universe of the Mass Effect trilogy, Commander Shepard is alive and the Reapers are destroyed. The leak comes uh, the way of the official Bioware gear store where the Geth poster released last year to promote the Mass Effect has been made into a lithograph. Uh, Dubbed the Mass Effect Mysteries from the future lithograph, the product itself isn't very interesting. Bioware has teased it as at least five surprises hidden within it, but fans think they've figured out most of these mysteries. Uh, What's more interesting is the product description for the lithograph, or at least the original product description as it's been altered to remove some juicy details. The original description noted that the mm. final quest had ended the threat of Reapers, but at the great cost of including Earth itself. Well, I mean, Earth is largely destroyed, isn't it, mm. by the end of the Reaper invasion? But I love to hear that the sort of almost the word of God is that Shepard, in canon, mm. you choose the destroy ending, which is the red ice mm. cream flavor. Yeah, which is not not the ice cream flavor I went for. What did you? I, I chose synthesis the first mm. time. The green one. Yeah. 
Is that green? Yeah, green ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. That's your uh, your lemon <clears throat> lime ending of the game. Yes. Yes. Um, um I, I, it, it kind of negates the point of having a choice. If they're like, yeah, yeah, that's great. You've made your choice. You've made your choice. It's actually this one, but we'll just carry on. <laughs> it's almost like they really regret that. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah Danger the- zone! Um, the Microsoft Flight Sim uh, Top Gun Maverick content is coming on May 25th. Um, I am on that. That sounds fun. Also, Top Gun Maverick is genuinely getting really good reviews. Yeah, all, all, the, re- all the reviews are like, no, seriously, is re- I'm not just overexcited. <laughs> yeah. It really is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I would see... Um, Dr. Strange um, on... Uh, Dr. Strange? Yeah, Dr. Strange on, on IMAX. Um, and um, before the film started, there was a trailer for Top Gun Maverick, and they now... And then they go, and now, never before seen scene from Top Gun Maverick, which lasted about 10 minutes. And then oh, an- nice. another trailer from Top Gun Maverick. There was about 20 minutes of that film um, prior to Dr. Strange. So it was, um, but I'm excited and, and I can't wait. And, mm. and how was Dr. Strongay? I liked it. I didn't love it. <laughs> I don't love it. So it's, I, I like what they did. And it's going to be one of those ones in two years time that, that if people don't like it, they'll put up um, screenshots from the film going, how can you not love how beautiful this film is? Because there's some really beautiful moments in it. But uh, some of the script that's, is... That's only part of a film, though, isn't it? Yeah. Shit. And some of the script is really, really bad. Um, it doesn't take away from the fact that I did enjoy it, though. And there's some great moments in it as well. So Excellent. Uh, Dan says, since this was the most horrifying ending. Oh. Well, I don't think it was that bad. Yeah. I mean, the blend of machine and man in weird circuit boards all over your face kind of way, I guess that's quite horrifying. Yeah, it's not great, mm. is it? Um. Avatar, the way of the water trailer has been released. I don't know whether you guys have seen it. And a lot oh of people, my uh, God, but do I not give a shit? Have you seen it though? It's not even a good trailer. It's just music and some screensavers. Mm-hmm. But people think that, I mean, it might, some people have been commenting that the CGI is, it looks fine, but some people really get jizzy about it. Mm. Getting it's, jizzy it, with it. From a technical point of view, it's incredible. I mean, like, it is absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's amazing the length they'll go to to show uh, large blue creatures fucking animals, isn't it? Yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I, I've got zero interest in it. Mm. Um, and I don't think, it, like, a big part of the reason the first Avatar did so crazily well at the office is it was just in a sweet spot for when people were prepared to pay twice as much to watch a film in 3D, Yeah, which added to its box office. I think it looks boring as fuck. I'll be honest. Um, well, I mean, there is nothing in in that. It's not a trailer, is it? It's just a selection of scenes with some Enya esque fucking low, music in the low red yeah. Enya impersonator yeah. over the top. Uh, PC Gamer actually, their headline sums it up. Avatar, what's the name? Something Water. Way of the Water. Adds Avatar. Way of the Water looks rubbish, but we'll probably all go see it anyway. Yeah, there you go. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely nailed it i will go watch that film i will be underwhelmed um but there's great but me and dan 
when we went to see um, Strongay, like we were sitting next to each other, just going, "Okay, he's gonna fuck that one. He's definitely gonna <laughs> fuck that one. He's definitely gonna." You can't have a lovemaking scene where the two tails intertwine, and that be a major part of the lovemaking, and then show him just strapping his fucking tail onto a horse's tail afterwards, because it looks like he's fucking the horse. I'm I'm gonna die on this hill. It looks like he fucks horses. Uh, you know, I mean, this this new film does open up exciting new realms of possibilities for other animals. There's one where he's just next to a whale, and he's like, he's going to fuck the whale. He's definitely going to fuck that whale. It's, yeah. um, do you remember so he's close along with his hand out, and then it, yeah. you'll, you'll just see the, the shadow the, of the, the tail start to like, yeah. reach out. <laughs> yeah, just in silhouette, and that's the way the trailer yeah. ends. Yeah. The way of the water. Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm guessing a whale's tentacle is significantly girthier, and maybe it just sort of <laughs> absorbs him entirely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uh, do. You remember the way that South Park characterized uh, Steve Irwin as con- as constantly trying to get behind animals to yeah. stick his thumb up their butthole? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, this is how I think the Avatar film is degenerating. It's just him finding other excuses <laughs> to put his dick on things. Come on, let's dock. No, yeah. <laughs> oh God, no! It's oh God, it's in my ear. <laughs> Some Resi Four remake news. Is oh, Resident another Evil one. remake re- being released in less than a year? What? When is oh, Cap- how do they, how do they time it so well? They know exactly when I'll be prepared to buy that game again. <laughs> and then, oh, there it is. <laughs> uh, when is Capcom's remake of Resident Evil Four going to be released? This is a question that a number of fans of the long-running survival horror series have had for quite some time. And while Capcom itself hasn't even confirmed that it's working on Resident Evil Four, you cheeky sod, you know you know you are. Uh, apparently, released its financial report today. <laughs> Uh, over earnings tied to the company within the fiscal year. If um, a glimpse of what is to come didn't give away everything that it has lined up, it'd say multiple major new titles will be launching th- from now through to March 23rd. It remains to be seen whether one of these games actually are what these actually game, games actually are, but it seems the remake of Resident Evil 4 could drop at some point within this period of time. So basically, what Capcom have said is they're releasing some games. <laughs> I mean, you could argue that Resident Evil Village has actually served as quite a good tech demo yeah. for Resi 4 yeah. because there was a lot of hiding in things, pulling things over doors, you know, hiding in buildings, running up to the stop, you know, reinforcing and fortifying them and, and trying to hold out against hordes. I, I think they've got it. You know, I think, I think they've got it. They've proved in that they can do that. So now I think Resi 4 is just... It's just it. It can't really be further beyond the corner than maybe a year or so. Mm. It feels about right. <laughs> While we're on Resident Evil TV series trailer, it will drop tomorrow. Apparently, oh, we don't need more TV series. The fucking Halo one sucks balls. Like we don't have you want watched anymore. It? Yeah, it's really I've not it, yeah. fun. It's really not fun. Yeah, I've heard well, such bad well, things so about, it. and not not just from like you know whingy game people go there's completely the wrong uniform for that time period this mark of armor was not in service at this time russ you're it's, talking it's about people. tom there yeah, <laughs> you read you read his uh, review then did you uh, yes yeah. and um, for anyone who wasn't listening that, that that wasn't actually tom speaking then that was me doing the impression <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, like aside from all the normal whinging about the accuracy of something being accurate to a fucking game um it also just sounds like it's bad yeah what's it on uh paramount plus oh. yeah something that no, nobody here really has anyway yeah you can't get it here um jack says the uh, real- so i haven't watched it i have <laughs> been sent it 
Okay, but Tom, would you seal a car? Well, it depends. I rest my case, Your Honour. Yeah. Um, so, um, Jack says the real twist is actually Resident Evil 4, F-O-R-E, a golf game with all Resi characters. I would play the shit out of that. I mean, I wouldn't I would... put it past Capcom. No. I mean, the nemesis has got to have a mean drive. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not the finesse for putting, though. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> um, so, D&D Beyond will delist two Dungeons & Dragons rulebooks next week. Uh, next week, Wizards of Coast will release Morden Kynans Presents Monsters of the Multiverse, a rulebook that contains updated character races and character stat blocks. Uh, the rulebook not only provides newer players with a single rulebook that contains most of the character races found outside of the, the player's handbook, it also gave Dungeons and Dragons, Dragons designers the chance to tweak uh, various stat blocks. Much of the content from Monsters of the Multiverse were originally printed in Volo's Guide, Morden Kynans Tome of Foes, two previously published books uh, released in 2016 and 2018. Uh, earlier this week, digital tool set D&D Beyond confirmed that it would delist both Volo's Guide and Morden Kynan's Time of Foes. Hmm. So, there we go. Delist just for anyone who wants to purchase them. I'm guessing so. I'm assuming, assuming if you've assuming already... If, if you've bought them already, like you'll still be able to access that stuff. Yes, I would hope so. So, yeah. Hmm. That's a thing that happened in the news this week. Um, so See, the actual news doesn't do that enough, does it? No. You're listening? Fuck you. Right. Um, so PlayStation says... Dan, um, you've lost the news. What? What What did I do? Huh? No, I'm kidding. It's oh. a day-to-day... Oh. <laughs> I'm getting lots of brass eye clips coming up in my YouTube recommends <laughs> feed at the moment. There's an algorithm. That'll be because you're watching something similar <laughs> or brass eye. Yeah. <laughs> but my money would be that you're watching brass eye. Getting loads of them up. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you remember the, with the uh, the jam factory where everyone's allowed to take as many drugs as they <laughs> want? Cake is oh, made up drug. 18, 18 months. <laughs> um Here's some fun news that we can all say, raise a finger to. Everyone getting ready? Are we going to do this preemptively, are we? Fuck you, PlayStation. PlayStation PlayStation. says, it would need to reduce game budget to rival Xbox Game Pass. Like, little dig it. Like, well, their games aren't as good as ours. Fuck you, PlayStation. Fuck you, PlayStation. Yeah, there we go. That's what I wanted to say. God. I love the idea that they think like small Xbox owned by Microsoft. I think I think that that they're missing the point here. Like, you know, just lowering the price isn't going to make your shit shit service (laughs) any more, any more like palatable. Like it's shit. Like I'm not going to pay less for shit. Yeah. Unless that shit is free. In which case I'll take some of that shit. Yeah, I agree. I'll take the free shit. Cheers. Appreciate it. I think I'm out of news. News. Dan, you've run out of news. It's all gone. But that was that was some excellent news, Dan. Mm. What am I doing? Am I wrapping this up? Dunno. Did we Duncan had an idea that I quite liked? Because I'm in the throes of Eurovision passion. Mm. Because I love it. Don't care. I just love it. Baz also loves it because we were chatting about it on Discord last night. Join the Discord, people. 
join the Discord. I miss it, it was in the gents Discord, but join the Discord. Join both the, Discords, people. Join all the Discords. Yeah. Um but mainly the TMTOH and the gents Discord. In fact, forget every other Discord, just join those two because it's good fun. It's good chat. Because like Russ and Tom don't always take part, so it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I think... <laughs> that is true. Yeah, you've nailed us to the wall with that one. Accurate. I'll nail you. <laughs> what was what was your good idea, Duncan? Oh yeah, um, I thought we could just quickly go through characters, or like in. They don't have to have musical talent. It would be fun, but just anyone that would be quite good in Eurovision. I know we've probably done this actually before, but there's been other stuff that's come out since then. Yeah. But however, all my suggestions were from characters we've probably mentioned before from way back. But yeah, acts people we think would be quite good in a Eurovision mm-hmm. Song Contest. Okay. So obviously, my first one would be the Cantana, Cantana band in Star Wars. Mm. Everyone loved them. Wait, how did they go? Never heard that. But you, I mean, you have to have a. You can't just have an all musical number in Eurovision, can you? You do have to have lyrics. Yeah, you do have to have lyrics. So, so you'd have to get Cy Snootles in there as well, or whatever he's called. Yeah. Um, I'm going uh, Charlie Reynolds and Charlie Kelly and Dennis Reynolds uh, <laughs> doing uh, a Day Man. Um, yeah, I, I think <laughs> that, that was going to be my uh, yeah. my nomination. Yeah. Or their um, what are they called when they're like their electro band? It's just the two of them, or the um version of Yankee Doodle Dandy from the uh Frank's Little Beauties with the the little kid with his drawn on abs. Yeah, (laughs) one of those probably. Like, I was thinking about this, I actually thought that the singer that he in Fifth Element, Hmm. the opera singer, which I can't remember, that would fit in really well. She, I mean, I mean, okay, obviously she dies, but, um, but oh, well, that, it won't happen then. No, but <laughs> yeah. she would be as long as she doesn't die in the performance. Anyway, yeah, she would be really good. That'd be yeah. very cool. I also thought Loki because he just keeps on changing throughout. He'd be very Eurovision, and then I just was thinking actually the whole of Thor Ragnarok, if you could condense that, and the Grand Master mm. with the it's my birthday. It's my birthday. Just anything by Flight of the Conquest, Jack says. I agree. Yeah. I'd watch that. I mean, ideally, if Australia really want to win, they just need Tom Cardi. That would be the. He's funny and he's musically fucking brilliant. So it's not like a a good Eurovision song is almost like a genre of its own. I bet Tom Cardi could write a really fucking good Eurovision. Song. I, I bet I bet he could, but he has to, he's sort of specifically doing it. Mm. Did any of you guys see the Eurovision film with Will yeah. Ferrell? No. Oh, I love that. It's really good. It's hilarious. Great. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. There's, there's the a really weird shot well. at the end where it's it's meant to be Edinburgh, mm. but it's like looking up towards I think it's um, Teviot Place, but then like. The, the SSE Hydro, whatever it's called, is like at the end of the road. It's really odd. Mm. Yeah, the the mixing in it is uh, all plate locations is quite funny. So I think the yeah. castle, the house that everything happens in is down in Hertfordshire. 
yeah, it, it like that the big house where the Russian guy has his party is clearly not even in Scotland. Mm. No. <laughs> yeah. It was good. I loved the music as well. I, I loved um uh the fictional band that Rachel McAdams and Will Ferrell, I can't even remember what they're called, but Fire Saga. Fire Saga. That's it, Fire Saga. And that Sing. that wonderful song at the end. Uh, my hometown. Oh, I love it. I love that. I love the music from that film. It's brilliant. Dan Stevens steals it, like with uh, "Lions of Love." <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, it's that's just good. it's just so. Uh, apparently, he was going to sing it, but um, he he was ill at the time, so or something like that. Emma told me. Anyway, it, the performance is fantastic. Hmm. Hmm. It's the fairy. Oh, it was the COVID. The... That was it. It was COVID. Oh, it was COVID. It was the bit of fairies I love where the, yes. the guy gets slapped. <laughs> and then he turns, turns towards the door and the door shuts. He goes, thanks. <laughs> Enjoy the biscuits. <laughs> so I've not really, but I've not, I, I like to uh, save myself for the big night with Eurovision. So I've not, I've not watched anything so far. Who's your so, hot pick? I fucking love Norway. Like, mm-hmm. but that's because I think it's uh, the guys who did what does the fox say? And I love that song. And I don't care what anyone else thinks. So fuck everyone if you do not appreciate that. But it's uh, just ridiculous. The standard might not be quite as good as uh, maybe last year, but it's still, uh, I love the Norway one. Um, mm-hmm. Who I mean, Ukraine are probably high up. It's not, you got to respect anyone who's got a Jamoroquai hat. Um, no, you don't. They're cunts. Like, no, fuck, <laughs> fuck that. No, 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 no. I'm not having that. You don't have to respect anyone that's got Jamira quite out. They're immediately a cunt. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's Dan's hot take on the Ukrainian sad. entry into Eurovision. Oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> no Ukrainian entry. That's <laughs> fine. Just the hats. <laughs> I wasn't listening. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I could tell. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Next semi-finals tomorrow night. Um, yeah. <laughs> can't remember who else we thought might be quite good. I mean, Emma found the the French entry very attractive. Mm-hmm. They're quite something, and that you would never have guessed is in Breton. They're doing it in Breton, so I'm automatically like, go Brage. I love uh, the fact that they're doing it's a Brittany band, like doing it in sort of. Techno Celtic folk traditional shit. Um, but there is, uh, yeah, they're, they're quite good fun. I feel bad mm. now, by the way. I hope you're happy. I'm blaming you guys for this. I mean, you know, you, you just launched the Jamiroquai it. hat is, is a big question mark. It is, it's but a pink also, hat. also, a bit if it's just a, is it actually a Jamiroquai hat? No, it's just a pink hat. It just looks like a ridiculous hat. Don't say that. Like, it's like Jamiroquai is a cunt. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> that's, that's fine. Yeah, I mean anyone who has the. Uh, no, you're the right. No, I, 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 I'm, I'm backtracking about as fast as I can possibly backtrack. You, here, you so, really yeah. are. It's, yeah. it's quite amusing. Can I um, get through no, a whole podcast without saying something fucking controversial? Is that no, possible? You're, you're channeling Tom. Even. Um, <laughs> sorry, my mic's off. Well, I, I, you would hope you'd get through one. Mm. Uh, and I, don't I haven't even said anything offensive either. yet. It's, it's not... I haven't said anything yet. The Latvian entry, which isn't going to the final, has very interesting opening lyrics of um, 
Uh, instead of eating meat, I eat vegetables and pussy. What? <laughs> well, there we go. I'll do it. I'll do it. Well done, everyone. We, we nearly, we nearly did it. Well done. A good effort all round. Okay. Excellent. It's a Eurovision song. <laughs> yeah. Well done, everyone. Uh... <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, <laughs> let's. Uh... If you'd like to interact with us and share any of your complaints or observations uh, about the content that you've witnessed tonight, please do on our Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter channels. Just use the handle at TMTOOH. Don't forget, also in the Instagram bio, you'll find a link to our Discord server where at least 50% of the people on this podcast interact on a semi-regular basis. Um, And uh, we need to up those numbers, guys. We need to pump up those numbers. These are rookie numbers. I know Um, how we could pump them up by two. Yeah? Yeah. By us. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Dan, are there any pods coming up? Yeah, all the ones I have, I've been too lazy to put up. Uh, they're all going up tonight. Brilliant. All the pods. Mm-hmm. So so uh, I think Robots has just gone up, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. So Robots Part 2 has gone up, finally. And also, I, I've been super busy, guys. I do apologise. Run off my feet at the moment. Um, so the actual World Cup of Robots Round 2 will be going up tomorrow afternoon as well. Um, and I then... was going to say, though, don't apologise, because we're doing everyone a service by putting this out. Hmm. No, I know, but I still feel bad about it. So, so I, 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 it will all go up, and that should be all wrapped up by next week. Maybe we'll do a roundup of World Cup of Robots next week. Lovely stuff. Uh, so, on that note, it's uh, going to be a very easy one here. We're going to say goodbye to Duncan. Goodbye. We're going to say goodbye to Duncan. Uh, good goodbye, and also I don't hate the singer from Ukraine. I, I do want to stress that. Yeah, of course you don't. Yeah, uh, we're going to say goodbye to Ruskin. I oh, yes. And it's goodbye from me, Tomkin. Mm. And on that note, we cue the music. Music.